0: Hey, What the Suck family, as you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs.
1: That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast, to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify
0: and many more. And they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easy way to do it.
1: What? No! You This is What The Suck Podcast. I'm James. And I'm Chris. And welcome to another wonderful episode. Yay. This week's masterpiece is going to be a movie called Like a Bat Out of Hell, a.k.a. Nowhere Else. It is a night... What is this thing? Uh,
0: A 2013
1: film about a young group of avid documentary filmmakers who are sent to shoot in the vast extremes of the southern Australian wilderness. They end up in a place called nowhere else, hence the title. What transpires there is devastatingly like nothing else on Earth. Bump, bump, bump.
0: So we already have a discrepancy because, according to IMDb, it says it's 2013, but I'm looking at the Amazon Prime listing now and it says 2016 so nobody knows when the hell this movie came out
1: i guess we have no clue but it doesn't really freaking matter no so we're just gonna roll with it and um that's, yeah
0: there's thing too so <clears throat> when you if you do a google search for for like a back like a bat for like 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 a bat out of hell then of course what you're going to get mostly are ozzy osbourne hits yep uh meatloaf hits too that is correct you get, you get a lot of meat mostly i take about mostly meatloaf then a few Aussie hits yep you um, get a lot
1: of uh get a lot of damn bad, bad out of hell covers and health, stuff right yeah
0: and you'll 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 come across one that lists from imdb that lists that says uh nowhere else and you're like how the hell did this get into my search results so when you click on it it takes you to imdb and the imdb listed as like a bad out of hell now, this is weird because this is the only place... like There's there's no Wikipedia for this because nobody made one. so um, <laughs> Why what, waste the time? Right? Yeah, this is the only place that this movie is known as something else, which doesn't make any sense because nowhere at all that I could find is it known as nowhere else except for on that one link. And then when you click it, it takes you to IMDb, which at that point changes it back to like a bat out of hell. So... This movie just confusing from the get-go. Before you even watch it, it's confusing as shit. Rocking a cast of nine people. Nine people, and who are they?
1: Including, starring primarily Mr. Vernon Wells of Road Warrior and Weird Science. Uh, He's been in a few other movies. Australian actor, cool dude, always plays a lunatic. You'll recognize him once you look through the hair and stuff. You put a red mohawk and some shoulder pads on him, you'll realize, hey, that's the guy from Road Warrior. We got Rachel Murphy plays Bianca, Marco Dapper as Randy, Dan Balcabon as Jack, William Winsley as Chris, Dee Lesson as Zoe, John Reynolds as Boris, Sue Broberg as the nurse, and lovely Carol as the green screen creature.
0: So you never actually <laughs> see her. Yeah. She's the bat
1: creature. Yeah.
0: She got a credit for it though. So there you go.
1: It also is worth noting that this movie is actually based on real events, a real sighting. These are, it's about some young surfers. They actually film surfing documentaries and were hired to go to the Outback to try to catch this creature on film.
0: So, yes, I said
1: film, film on a person.
0: Uh, so it's directed by Danielle Donay, or Donay. Um, and I do want to address the... Uh, the based on the true story. So, according to what I find reports, it was based on a story that the director, Daniel Donai, heard of some documentary filmmakers who were out and were attacked by a bat-like creature out in the Australian Outback. So, he heard that story, decided to make it into a movie. So, that's where the true story comes from. Well, he tried. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, he tried, yeah. So what In the film The creature is called The The Oliotail O-L-I-O-T-A-I-L Couldn't find anything Referenced Anywhere With that name
1: Should've just called it The Batwing Monkey Bird Right?
0: Should've called it that
1: That would uh, work
0: What most likely Is Is it Based off of Is a creature called The Ahool uh, A-H-O-O-L um, Which Is said to live Actually not in Australia, but mostly in Indonesia, although it's been seen all over the world. It is said to be three to four and a half times the size of the largest known bat, has a wingspan of 18 to up to 28 feet, and it says uh, one scientist theorized that the creature may be related to another cryptid, the Kongamato, but its description describes more of a bat-like creature than a reptile one. It may be closely related to the Orangbati. Uh, It was first reported by Dr. Ernest Bartels in 1925. So that's a cryptid, and if you don't know what a cryptid is, it's an animal that uh, is not recognized by actual science, but there are, like Bigfoot, the uh, Loch Ness Monster, um, the uh, Chupacabras. The Snallygaster, the
1: the Yeti, the Grafton Monster, you name
0: it. Yeah, all all of these. The The Mothman, your favorites. Yeah. All of these are cryptids. Uh, they belong to a offshoot of research called cryptozoology. So there's, and while Australia has quite a bit as far as like, I mean, Australia has its own version of the Yeti, uh, called the uh, the Yaoman, I believe. Crikey, crikey, <laughs> uh, yeah. So th- this, there's no record or there's no sightings of a giant bat creature at least that i could find um in australia so it's most likely that it's based off of this ahul uh there's nothing going on regarding the uh olio tale so loosely based on that based on what the director says is uh you know true accounts he heard whether it is or not i don't know i personally think he may have made that up to give it a sort of blair witch type hype to where people want to believe it's real and that way they want to go see the movie and 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 see a quote-unquote true story, but that's just my opinion.
1: Well, it is true, and like I said, a lot of horror movies were based on, based on or loosely uh, based on, should we say, uh, true events to lure people in, and then they're completely embellished. They may take one little fact and build the whole movie around it, so we do not know how much of this is actually fact, fiction, or whatever. It's just loosely based on a legend, and a reported sighting
0: and loosely and loosely i think is the prime word and they also said
1: that there is no photographic evidence of said bat bird correct so that makes it very hard to believe sometimes but a lot of stuff you have to take on faith Uh, especially if you are a fan of cryptozoology people know how hard it is to spot these creatures so
0: we shall see so, before we get started with the review, let's just uh, finish up. It's uh, we said based on a quote-unquote true story, and yes, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me, um, <laughs> but it uh, was distributed by Tri-Coast Tri Worldwide and 4C Films uh, with a budget of 5.5 million Australian, which is 3.9 million US dollars, and yeah, so I think that's about it, so let's go ahead and get started with the uh, review. Let's see what
1: 3.9 million dollars buys you this time. Oh, good Lord.
0: Well, it's a wrap for the surf talk, are you interested in shooting bigger projects outside of surfing? When do we leave? We're finding it hard to identify them because their face had been torn off. Not a soul for miles. Uh-uh. What can I do for you? We saw a strange creature earlier today. Any idea what that was? Why is there an axe in the outhouse?
1: That's for emergencies, honey, dear.
0: What is this place? Uh, looks like an old slaughterhouse. I think we might be lucky enough to see a cryptic there. You can never be too careful. I didn't get to finish what I wanted to tell you. I love you.
1: I love you, too. Oh.
0: Now this place is starting to freak me out. What's that sound? Show yourself! Like a bat out of hell. Like a bat out of hell. A.K.A. Nowhere else. A.K.A out of hell aka what the Suck.
1: yeah that's du- dude i'm telling you
0: so this this movie has three different names depending on where you look at it it doesn't have a rotten tomatoes score it doesn't right. even come up on rotten tomatoes rotten
1: tomatoes just said fuck it I said fuck we'll it. pass
0: yeah well, no thank you we don't we don't need this
1: they have ratings on some of the most colossal bags of shit in history but yeah. yet nothing on this particular feature, probably because they couldn't figure out what the fucking name was.
0: And you looked up, you looked up Vernon Wells on Rotten Tomatoes and found his filmography, and it didn't even—I mean, it includes some pretty some some shit on his yep. filmography, but it did not include this one. Which I
1: think he paid someone to keep it off there.
0: We're we're we're, we're going to try and keep the crikeys to a minimum because we're pretty bad at the <laughs> accent, but I mean. We were sitting out throughout the entire film watching this damn thing. So Yeah. Alright, so the film centers around what is it? Four four people that are documentary filmmakers that are just starting out as documentary filmmakers. They are starting by filming surfers. Yes, they're they four surfee. Surf film documentarians. Yep. Uh, you've got Bianca, played by Rachel Murphy. You've got Jack, played by Dan Balcaban. Got Randy played by Marco Dapper and you've got Chris played by William Winsley. You uh so You know it's pretty bad. I
1: have to interject real quick. Sure. Pretty bad when they don't even have your fucking picture on here.
0: Yeah, that means you haven't done more than like one movie. I think you, you, you did one and you're out. You do not have a headshot to put onto IMDB. <laughs> so it starts off with with showing you a bunch of surfers on a beach in Australia, which it while well, it looks beautiful. Uh, is also boring and it's a terrible way to start your movie all you're doing is watching surfers and like you had said i was just waiting for patrick swayze or keanu reeves to show up something to happen something to happen unfortunately folks this
1: movie is painfully boring
0: so in a lot
1: of areas uh but yet like i said as we've always maintained from the get-go watch it once you know, at least, you know, we, we want you to watch these movies we're reviewing and suffer with us. You got to do it. You got to do
0: it. So let, let me go ahead and say spoilers ahead. Not that it matters. There's really nothing to spoil. <laughs> <You can't>. um, <laughs> I take it back. It doesn't start with the surface. What it starts with, uh, it starts with a terrible narration talking about some bullshit. Um, Mythos, or something, and then it cuts to a scene of Bianca running through a graveyard at night carrying the camera being chased by the creature. She trips, she falls. You see the creature's face, so they show you the creature right off the bat, pun intended. Yes, and it looks <laughs> horrible. So it's at that point where you see it in, like, okay, well, most movies, most creature features. You're waiting until about halfway through or the end to see what the creature looks like. It's this grand buildup. You know, it kills people here and there, but you don't see it kill them. You just see it happen, or you see a person dead. And then you get to the end, the middle of the end, and it, and it shows up. And you're like, oh, that's what this has been building up to. Okay. Yep. This one says, fuck it. Let's just show you what the creature looks like off the bat. You decide if you want to keep watching or not, because yep. after it, you see it, you may not want to
1: keep watching. That's right, because I mean, getting chased through the Australian outback by a five foot tall pile of paper mache—four foot, foot tall—is it four foot tall? Excuse four me. foot tall. Too much
0: credit given. Yeah, uh,
1: by a paper mache bat, um, if that.
0: It it was it was it was it was horrible. Then then it then it cuts to the title, which just says Bat Out of Hell," which doesn't even match what. The I'm I'm looking at the the Amazon Prime listing right now, and it says "Like a Bat Out of Hell," but the title card just says "Bat Out of Hell." So even it doesn't know what the fuck it wants to call itself.
1: So basically, folks, if you need to, if you need want to find this movie, which we do want you to find it and watch it, uh, I would probably be the best idea to look up Vernon Wells, look up his filmography, and see what the heck they have it listed under. Okay, it's, what well, three different names so far? Three different
0: names. Is it? Let's do that right now. Is it on his IMDb? If you click on his IMDb filmography isn't listed there that's what I want to know Here he is. because it wasn't IMDb. under Rotten Tomatoes so if you go to Rotten Tomatoes you're not going to find it filmography
1: I mean he was in such winners as Commando and you know like I said the Road Warrior yeah let's see Check 17, all 17 I'm going I'm going all filmography yeah he's done a lot of stuff lately damn in the last few years he's been busy
0: must be all from this movie. He must have kicked off his career again. Absolutely. Uh let's see. And so while he's doing that, um, yeah. So then it then it cuts to the surfers doing their surf documentary, just just watching the people surf, which is fine and all that, but uh, it's just abs. I mean, it's beautiful, but absolutely boring. Just boring. So then it cuts to an office where you see a mysterious man. Watching the same surf footage that we just watched. And his assistant, Boris, is in the room. And he's reading a book called Cryptozoology Fact or Fictio. Not fiction. Fictio. There's no N at the end of fiction on this book. And there's no author. (laughs) It's just a red book with a shitty picture. And it says Cryptozoology Fact or Fictio. Uh, And then it cuts to them calling... The five, the four kids. Aha! Uh-huh.
1: So it's on IMDb? I pardon, pardon the uh, interruption, but yes, it is on his IMDb. Yeah. I'm surprised he lists. He lists as an actor, but he is also an associate producer of the movie.
0: So it's probably not easy to find it by looking up Vernon Wells. You might want to just type in like a bat out of hell, O-U-T-T-A, yep. and look for it that way because otherwise it's going to take you too long to find it through his filmography.
1: Okay. I think we've beaten that into the ground, so we'll go on. Please continue, Chris.
0: Uh, so then uh, he, he calls our four main cast members and tells them he has an assignment for them on the air coast. And he needs to go right away. And he sent them a box with a camera and some other shit. And then we are then, flash forward, 10, day, 10 days later. And there's a reporter talking to a doctor about a patient who was attacked in this small hospital. Uh, and their face was bitten off. Doctor then gives the reporter a camera um, like the one we saw in the previous scene and says that there's footage on it that she was going to turn into the police. So the reporter says that she will take it and turn it into the police. She then goes into her car. And, and what do you think she does? What she, does she do, Chris? She doesn't take it to the police. That's for damn sure. Doesn't take it to the damn popo. She takes it to her car and she starts watching it, which at this point makes it kind of a found footage film not really this footage was
1: discovered
0: yeah this yeah so it pretty much counts so it, that's that's the story's being told in flashback form via camera footage but it doesn't make sense because she there's no way that the reporter D's her name i guess these nuts whatever is <laughs> is getting the whole story because she's only watching what the camera sees when they have the camera on and they don't have the camera on the whole time they turn it off several times, so she's not seeing the whole story. she's only seen bits and pieces, and most of what they film is just
1: but yet by some miracle she's able to extrapolate
0: the entire story I get it I get it i mean, I, I i mean I, I don't get it I guess, but that's not in the budget no it's not, no, I not just had to had to do
1: what they had to do yeah. So it shows I'm pretty sure five, the of the five point five million dollar budget, about three of that went in Vernon's pocket.
0: Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and either, like less than one went towards the CGI apparently. Yeah. Um so then we're 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 showing the four of them driving out to the outback to uh hunt this creature and as they're driving they have a daytime sighting on top of an old machine and which doesn't make sense because it's a bat so it shouldn't be out in the daytime but that's what I thought as well I, what the hell's a bat doing out
1: in the daytime but, right hey, there's there's
0: no reason for it to be out it's bright sunlight it's the middle of the day and it's standing on top of a machine but it's a very quick sighting so you don't you don't really see much except for like a wing flap but then that's it so then they arrive at this uh, at this uh, dump dump owned by the this the Vernon Walls character Simpson, Simpson. Yes. yes and they ask him for uh shelter and not a place to stay and he tells them to be careful because there's, there's all kinds of crazy animals out there um, and we're also at some point around there we're also introduced to the quote unquote bat vision which is just a shitty shitty green filter <laughs> <laughs> that they apply yes To the first-person view of the bat, it's almost like the old
1: uh, metal. What was it? Metal Gear. Oh yeah. Metal Gear game night vision goggles. Yeah, yeah. If you looked, if you remember those, I don't know if anybody does or
0: not, but it's it's real shitty, blurred, distorted. Yeah. And I mean this. This. We can sum up McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word: crispy. But also juicy. And tender. Maybe crispy, juicy, tender. All one word? Okay, fine. You'll just have to try our crispy chicken sandwich to understand it. Get a free medium fries and medium soft drink with purchase of any crispy chicken sandwich. Available only on the app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation may vary. McDonald's app download and registration required. Film is just, <laughs> I mean, it is so, it, it, it's so boring. I mean we're 40 minutes in and nothing has happened. We're struggling folks. Nothing Just has Just to try to,
1: to tell you anything of value. I mean you got the, the like you said the first half of the movie is like what the fuck.
0: The sound design is terrible. The, the ADR is horrible. Bianca Bianca could not act. She could not act. <laughs> Her reading of the script is so bad it makes me want to stab myself in the testicles. Yes. Not a single... There is not one single line that she reads that comes off right. But,
1: Chris, whatever do you mean? (laughs) Just like that. Just like Like
0: that. Where are we, guys? Why have we not gone anywhere? Danger. Danger. Yeah. That approaching. Very very robotic. Very robotic. Pretty damn stupid. Yeah. So, they get freaked out staying at Simpson's house.
1: Note the stress in Chris's voice trying to give you some kind of valuable information in yeah. this film. It's pretty damn hard.
0: They decide to take off first thing in the morning. They leave. They are driving back. They start running out of gas, and they end up getting out of the car and finding a single room church in the distance and decide to take up shelter there because it is going to be night soon, so... They get up there and, and some jack. I think it's I think it's Chris, the jackass of the film, makes a comment about being a, it being like hundreds of years old. But hundreds of years old. But the church looks pretty well kept. The outside's in good condition. There's a picket fence around it that is in perfect shape. So what made you think it was 100 years old, jackass?
1: Yeah, I don't know, perfectly clean bricks. Yeah. The floor was clean, no dust, no cobwebs. I mean, so
0: the production design is pretty is pretty solid, but it's just not it's not thought out. It's not done right. I mean, the the church looks fine. It's a single room church. It looks like a regular single room church, but if it's meant to be 100 years old, they didn't do a good job of aging it any. Yes. It looks like they just built it like a week before they they filmed the scene.
1: Um, and we not we must not forget, you know, they were sent into desert by a Russian KGB agent. Yes, you know, whatever the Boris. hell he was. Boris.
0: So while they're in the church, oh, I forgot to mention this. Chris had stolen while they were at Simpsons. Chris stole a book, uh, the exact same book that Boris was reading at the beginning. Simpson happens to have a copy, which is interesting. I guess they have one cryptozoology book in uh, in Australia, apparently. And Chris steals that book. And while they're in the church, they decide to read it. And that's when the whole mythology is discovered of the creature being in Ollie tale. Which we, we spoke just a little while ago about um, how they made made that up apparently. And it's probably based on... Not only is it probably based on the Ahul cryptology legend. But one of the pictures in the book is a picture you'll see if you search Ahul and find it on the cryptozoology website. You'll see the exact same picture. So there's a yep. pretty good chance that um, that's what they, they stole it from. Um, I mean, overall, the, the script is really bad. And at, at this point, you're halfway through the movie and you're just, you're just like wishing, just wishing you could turn it off. But at the same time, you're still, you're a little bit invested because you know you made it halfway through and you only have 40 minutes left and you're like, I want to see how much worse this gets. Yeah. That, I mean, at least I I I was anyway. And like
1: I said, we're struggling with it because it's like you want to watch it cuz you know you want to, you know when they say it's so bad it's good. This is so bad and it's not good, unfortunately. No. So this you know, like I said, this one's going to take some guts to get through, folks. Um man, I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, we I don't even recall. I I don't. I was sitting here trying to watch this. I don't even recall the scene where the guy comes out of the shitter and jumps up behind the girl and then just drives the fuck off. And I do remember, like, from the first time I viewed it, uh, when I was sitting at home, so This I forgot basically how mind-numbing this was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I literally looked right past some scenes. We looked past the scene where the guy jumps out of the shitter and grabs the woman. Mm-hmm. Probably because I was looking up information so I could try to find something to comment on right uh, forgot the scene where he throws the rabbit in front of him and he cooks the rabbit for him he throws uh-huh. the gun in their face he does all this stuff sticks them in these shitty ass trailers gives yeah. them keys but yet they don't need them yeah. I mean just small stupid shitty details but you know ah eh, I'm just <laughs> it's brutal. I'm telling you it's brutal. It's, like you said we're having a hard time forming complete sentences here yeah. right now. Oh church. yeah, it's it's So we're going to do our best to try and so they summarize the rest of this. Yeah, it's so absolute piece
0: of shit. So in the church and this these these bad creatures are so such terrible creatures cuz like such terrible killers I should say. Yes. Because then Bianca wakes up and goes outside to start filming for whatever reason because she's just an idiot. And (laughs) you see through the night the quote-unquote bat vision that they're following her. But they don't attack her even though she's outside of the church by herself in the open. They can easily swoop down and take her. But they don't. No. Instead, you see it go inside the church where the three males are sleeping. In order to rip Chris's face off, which they do without him waking up, which doesn't make any sense. Again, which I, I'm not again. I, I shouldn't ask for sense in this movie.
1: No, that's that's all out the window. But yeah, uh, this 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 is a colossal pile of uh, garbage. Yes, yes, it um, is. So after Chris is defaced, we end up uh, in a couple of really shitty. Green screen reshoot scenes.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So, like, they Bianca comes back. She did. She did. They didn't attack her for whatever reason. She comes back into the church, locks it back up, and he's using her camera to film the, the guy sleeping. And she sees Chris's face, and she screams. And she, the two guys wake up, and they're all talking. And all of a sudden, it just cuts to from from a on location shoot to. A really really bad green screen, which is a reshoot, obviously, because, as you pointed out, all the accents are gone. The accents are gone. Randy's hair has gotten way longer. Yep. From literally one second to the next, he developed a spit curl somewhere. Yes, instead (laughs) of his short little, whatever hair, but, and and it's it's quite obvious that it's a green screen. It just looks bad. Yeah. But they're arguing for a little bit, and you see the green screen, and then it goes back to on location shoot, and Chris's hair or Randy's hair is back to being short, whatever. Um I don't know what they had to reshoot. I mean it, it must have been super super bad to I have no idea
1: because like you said they didn't even go back out on location so No.
0: But that's that, that scene they, they, they reshot was terrible to begin with, so what the fuck did they cover? Yeah, exactly. What
1: what was so shitty that they had to reshoot yeah. with the other shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? And then we also need to note that these actors in quotations, are entirely too calm for three people who see their friend's face ripped off. Yeah. And they wake up to this, and it happened right under their noses, and they're all like, oh, gee, dude.
0: So they decide to to, to take shifts. They, they sleep. They, they stay in the church with the dead body. They decide the to church. sleep in there and take shifts to watch it. Middle of the night, they all of a sudden hear a door. Jack runs out to try to see who it is. He takes a flashlight on his head. He puts a headlamp on He takes off. And there's some dude who has strung up a kangaroo who's out there hunting the creature. He's out there for maybe all of ten minutes. And decides to leave. And as he's leaving, Jack runs up behind him. Behind the car, screaming. And somehow this dude in the middle of nowhere, super quiet, doesn't hear another person randomly out there screaming for help. Yes. Again, that doesn't make any sense. But again, we see through the bat vision that they're (laughs) stalking Jack and he's out there by himself now completely all alone.
1: Easy picking.
0: still don't attack him. They don't do nothing. They don't do shit.
1: And we're like, come on, somebody's got to start dying here. You know, uh, this is supposed to be a horror movie.
0: Yes, there's supposed to be these bat creatures that are supposed to be very lethal and very scary and they are, they are, they are less efficient killers than Pennywise the clown. Yes, and I'm just going to say it right here. I'm
1: going on record as to saying that I think the entire legend of this creature is purely speculative. Yeah, I think uh, it's pure word of mouth, purely made up and for this movie, stories and purely made up. I don't know of anybody who's had their face removed because right. these people who survived these encounters, you know, they've managed to describe this creature enough, I guess, to. Well, uh, like you said, uh, the Russian dude ends up coming out of nowhere. There was a useless scene where the Russian dude comes back, and they've got a statue of this damn thing yeah. sitting in the bar. He's in a bar getting a drink, and he has and a, like how the hell do they even know what it he, looks like? He has a, never model been in a of photograph
0: exactly or... what the creature looks like. So, ha- but there's been no photographs, and and yeah, there. I mean, the book itself has a couple of different drawings, but like the drawings that they have in there look nothing like what the creature looks like in the movie. But yet, his little statue he has looks just like what the creatures look like in the movie. Yep. So how how, how did he get that? Like who I don't know. Doesn't make but any
1: sense. anyway, we get on down the road uh, I I I'm I'm just like what is his name? Randy, Jack, <laughs> Randy. Randy. Okay, so Randy ends up basically being the only one left. Yeah. Jack eventually gets ripped, you know. He's running around yeah. at night like Chris mm-hmm. said and he's running around, hey, you know. Eventually he gets eventually, killed. Eventually he gets killed by the two-dimensional bat.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. That Let's
1: discuss the bats.
0: The bat creature. There's two of them, by the way. Actually, there's more. We only see two, but we're told that there's a nest and that these two are, are male hunters that go out and get gifts for their queen. Dear God, I hate to see what their queen looks like. Ugh. But these creatures look like pre-made assets that you would find on an asset store that somebody has went and bought. And just insert it into this movie, and they're not even—they're not even rendered. It's just—it—they just—they look like the way they fly is like somebody point-clicked and is like moving them with the mouse, and then just editing the mouse part out. It's
1: literally Clash of the Titans slash Jason the Argonauts style uh, claymation style effects. Like you said, it's just jerk. You know,
0: that's an insult.
1: To those classics.
0: Yeah, it's an insult to to <laughs> to Ray Harryhausen the, but how the creator else can you of the put, stop
1: motion. Yeah, but how else can you put a visual to it? You know, but you're right. I yeah. mean,
0: there, there's a fight scene with Randy, one of them, that looks like a fight scene from Jason and the Argonauts when it, he's it, fighting the skeletons. But at least like that, even that looked more real than what these creatures were.
1: It's like Perseus and calabas fighting in the swamp. Yeah. And Calabas is all yeah. this mechanical-looking... You know, the, the, med,
0: the Medusa from the Clash of Titans looked yes. more real
1: than these bats did. Indeed. And yeah. I'm
0: sorry, but that's the
1: truth. For 2013, the effects should have been a hell of a lot better.
0: I'm telling you, like, I, I think I've seen better effects in my PlayStation 3 games.
1: Yes, and I'm just... Uh, let's just get down to it and let's end the pain. Um, Randy ends up in the church by himself and old man winter shows back up <laughs> old Simpson shows up and uh gets attacked by this damn bat two dimensional bat the two-dimensional bat hiding in the chimney comes down they're rolling around and what's funny is it's a single shot breech load shotgun yeah he points it up mm-hmm. the chimney and fires the weapon next thing you know the bat comes out knocks the weapon out of his hand hmm Okay, Randy comes in, sees him struggling, and shoots said two-dimensional bat. Where did he get the shotgun Tell shot Tell me, where me. did he get the shell? Yeah. Exactly. You know what it is? So I, these are things that I pick up on, and I'm like, uh, no. I think know.
0: this movie is, is is working off of, like, 1960s and 70s cop film logic, where, like, it's, it's a six-shooter, but you can shoot 20 times without like reloading. Yeah, there yeah. is no...
1: There's no ammo in Hollywood. Right, it's just automatic. Right. Yeah. Th- you know it's like works. when you were a kid, and you used to play guns and you'd be like, "Okay, yeah. my gun has a clip and it never runs out of bullets," you know.
0: But but speaking of that whole scene, that whole scene seemed very tacked on. And I don't mean by the fact that it was a terrible ending and it, it it didn't even have a resolution. It set itself up for a sequel that's never going to happen. But the whole scene felt tacked on in, in in the fact that it was the worst green screen scene i had ever seen in my life. It's worse than George Lucas's episode 1. Again, you can just tell it's green screen because they, they don't do a very good job of rendering it or, or you know, uh, sort of mixing it in with, with the actors to make them look less green screen. But also, Randy's hair is back to being long again. Yep. And it goes on. The, the entire end of the film is all green screen. And I, I get that, you know, the, 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 the bats are CGI, but there are a lot of shots where the bats were superimposed into a live, an, an on-location shoot. So this this ending was definitely tacked on, which means the ending they had before was worse. How? And they had to reshoot the whole ending. Somebody tell me how it could be worse. And I wish I could tell you what it was, but... There really is no no, ending. There's no information. There's no ending. There's no information on this movie anywhere, so I couldn't tell you what the production was like. I couldn't tell you what the post-production was like. I couldn't tell you what the director thought. There's no information on this movie anywhere. It is
1: literally like they filmed a bunch of crap... Dumped the project. Somebody said, "Fuck it." Paid to cut it, and they just threw it on film and put it out there. Yeah. The editing is poor. The filming is atrocious. The and The horrible. acting is criminal. The
0: acting is bad. The, the script it's, is horrible. There's so many damn plot holes. There's, there's a whole plot hole with, with the with with the uh, um, it's a whole story mode. Story mode a story with with Boris. And he's at that bar with that with that statue and talking to a bartender and the bartender saying, you know, it's gonna be in your next movie. But it doesn't that doesn't go anywhere. You don't see anything else after that. Nope. There's no mention of the mysterious figure. Boris doesn't show back up. There's no mention about whether they were making a movie or not. The reporter doesn't show back up. Just the way it ends is totally in just just it's like they didn't know what
1: to do. I literally feel sorry for Vernon Wells. He's been in tons of movies. He's got a long career. He is a B-list actor. He's not one of your A-list type people, but he's always had some memorable roles. I hate that he's had to relegate himself to making this thing because it just ends. They get in a truck. We're going to go kill this Boston. You know, and they climb in a damn truck and they drive off and then you get a flyby of a yeah. bat creature. Once again, yeah. during midday, high run, you know, yeah. bats, in the, bats in the sunlight. I don't get it, it but and that was it I mean the the, credits roll pain is over there is
0: nothing in this movie that is is so bad it's good and it is not even one of those movies where you can sit and make fun of because it's so boring there's nothing to make fun of
1: except the shitty acting you'd have to literally I think you'd literally have to be high or drunk to watch this one and find any humor in the shitty acting
0: you have to be on, like, acid to even find any humor in, in, in the acting Because maybe bad. the bats
1: would look real then. Maybe
0: they would. Maybe they
1: would. I, mean, they, I don't know, dude. Just, I just... So, well.
0: I am I, going five shits yeah. on this. You you watch it once just to get the experience, and then you go and, and take a shower and wash yourself with bleach. You, <laughs> you go smoke a giant bowl of pot. You go something. take some acid. Something to erase it. But at least go and experience it once. It is bad. Tacked on ending, the bad script, the terrible acting, the horrible CGI. There is not one redeeming factor to this movie, in my opinion. James, what do you think? It's I
1: uh, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Uh, personally, I always think there's something worse out there, so I'm going to reserve the f- the five turds. I'm going to go basically a four and a half turd. Four and a half turds, okay. Now almost, I can't give it a full five turd. We're just starting this thing, so you know, a few more episodes in we might get something that's colossally shitty. But four four and a half Turrets puts it even worse than Creep Show three, which yeah. I didn't think we could get there. Yeah. And that's strictly on the basis of boring as hell. Mm-hmm. Takes forever. We went forty something minutes before we saw anything of substance right. really. Right. Uh, then when the killing start it was superficial and shitty and a lot of off screen crap. Uh, we didn't get to see any faces get peeled. You you know, you, you basically get robbed. Yeah, you get robbed of everything. You, uh, yeah. So got, it's hard of, for me to recommend to watch this movie even once, but I am going to do it anyway because that is the whole point. Yeah. So yeah, watch it once. I'd prefer you watch it drunk. Yeah. Drunk or high. Drunk or high. That's the only way you you'll go. probably enjoy this. Yeah, I agree. But shitty movies are made to be experienced yeah, one way or the once. other. And this is just our opinion, but it's a pretty solid one. Because we we like some pretty shitty movies, but this one here actually was painful to watch in a lot of parts. Because the, you know, it was just,
0: yeah, I'm and done. See, I'm done. I, I <laughs> at least with Creep Show and like Scary or Die, you know, you can watch them and and you can have fun making fun of them. You can have fun seeing how bad it is, and and, and whether they were they were funny on purpose or not, they, I found a lot of humor in them. I found them to be very very funny in a bad even in a bad way but like creep show kind of creep show kind of had that whole nostalgic thing behind it because it has the first two which are classics and then you want to see how just how far off the beaten path this third one has gone and it went bad but this one doesn't have anything like that and it, it has absolutely no charm it has nothing funny i mean th- there's nothing in it that even remotely earns more than a single viewing it's you it's basically a, a one hour and 19 minutes of never getting your life back
1: and you can fast forward the first forty minutes and not miss a thing. Not, yeah, you would not be lost at all. But I would not advise it. No. Experience the whole thing. Yeah, uh, just to experience
0: it. Uh, we apologize in advance. Uh, we know it's going to hurt. I don't apologize. I didn't make this movie. <laughs> I didn't make the movie. And, and well, we're telling you right now, if you want, if you want to see a bad movie, watch it. And if you're yeah. watching, and you hate it, that's your fault, not ours. So. You know, good luck with that. So no, I'm done, man. But I, next I, I'm week I'm
1: done with this one. I, I'm I don't even know what to do. We got Hope. something
0: fun in, in the in the pipeline for next week, so uh, that should be fun. So uh, until then, absolutely. We yes. are on Facebook. Yes, at What the Suck Podcast on Facebook. We are on Castbox, and uh, we are on Twitter as well uh, as What the Suck Podcast and. I think we'll probably get Instagram at some point. Probably get Instagram as well. So, yeah. yeah, So, until then, I'm Chris.
1: And I'm James. And uh, good luck, guys. Yeah, we're praying for you.
0: Praying for you. Bye. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7, online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance but saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases like a 20-foot feather boa and do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa well they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill file and manage a claim or add a new driver but when life gets a little easier it makes you too confident and you start calling everyone ace and you're better than that well geico has a 97 percent customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years It's hard to beat that. But you're right.
1: Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.